0: Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app, and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Your baby should be with you after birth. What exactly do I mean by that? There are three parts to it. Let's talk about it. welcome to the all about pregnancy and birth podcast if you're having a baby in the hospital you are giving birth in a system that too often takes away power from women over what happens in their own bodies i'm dr nicole Calloway rankins a practicing board certified OBGYN who's had the privilege of helping well over a thousand babies into this world i've been a doctor for over 20 years and i'm here to help you take back your power Advocate for yourself and have the beautiful pregnancy and birth that you deserve. This podcast is for educational purposes only and it's not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or you have listened before, thank you for spending some time with me today. In these short episodes that I release on Thursdays, I cover topics that can be covered quickly, or I might share something that's on my mind, or maybe I might share a fun story. And today, I want to chat about how your baby should be with you after birth. And there are three parts to it. The first part is skin-to-skin contact. Your baby should be on your skin right after birth and by right after birth I mean that your baby can come straight out of your vagina and right up onto your bare chest now that may feel like a bit much for people maybe slippery and things like that so your baby can be gently dried off first with a blanket and then placed directly on your skin And I'm not saying skin-to-skin contact is important just because it sounds lovely or like, oh, that's cute. No, there are actually research-proven benefits of skin-to-skin contact, including your baby will have an easier transition to newborn life. Babies that have skin-to-skin contact tend to have more stable breathing and temperature. Skin-to-skin contact helps promote breastfeeding, and it also helps promote bonding. Now, something that isn't research proven, but that I think is the case, I believe that when your baby is laying on your chest, they can feel your heartbeat and they can hear your heartbeat with their little ears laid down on your chest. And it's a familiar and comforting sound to them because it's something that they're used to hearing from when they were inside. Now I mentioned that skin-to-skin contact can be done after a vaginal birth, but it can also be done after a cesarean birth. We can do skin-to-skin contact in the OR. The research shows that as long as you do skin-to-skin contact, though, within the first hour after birth, then you still get the benefits. So don't necessarily be worried if it's been a few minutes, you know, if it's been a little bit, as long as it gets started within that first hour, then you get those benefits. And it can also be done with your partner. So be sure to tell your doctor that you want skin-to-skin contact right after birth. The next part of your baby being with you after birth is that your baby should stay attached to you for a bit after birth. This is delayed cord clamping. Delayed cord clamping is the practice of waiting to cut the umbilical cord. It needs to be for at least 30 to 60 seconds to get the research proven benefits, and I'll tell you what those are in a sec. It can also be up until when the cord stops pulsating. That's typically how long I do delayed cord clamping. That's going to be about three to four minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Now, back in the day, we all used to immediately clamp the cord when the baby came out, and unfortunately, some of us still do that. However, evidence has convincingly shown that delayed cord clamping is beneficial, and it's beneficial both to term babies, and it's actually really beneficial to preterm babies. That extra blood flow that's coming through the placenta while we're waiting for the placenta to detach from the wall of the uterus, it contains iron. And those increased iron stores in the baby's blood can reduce the risk of anemia. Anemia is when you have low iron in your blood. That extra blood also contains stem cells, and those stem cells can boost your baby's health. It can boost your baby's immune system. meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at Ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. There's even some evidence that delayed cord clamping may help improve brain development. So delayed cord clamping should be routinely done at every birth. As long as your baby comes out looking well and doesn't need any resuscitation, then delayed cord clamping should be done. So delayed cord clamping is recommended by the World Health Organization. It's recommended by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. It's recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics. It really, again, should be routine both in term births and in preterm births. And it can be done at vaginal birth and cesarean birth. All right, It can still be done at cesarean birth. So that second piece of your baby should be with you is delayed cord clamping. And then the third piece of your baby should be with you after birth is your baby should be in your room with you after birth. Having your baby in your room helps promote bonding. It also makes it easier to breastfeed on demand. Really the majority of any procedures, any exams, including exams by the pediatrician can be done right in your baby's room at our hospital everything is done in the baby's room so the nursery nurse comes to the birth at 30 minutes after the baby's born does a quick assessment of the baby and then the baby is weighed not until an hour after birth and is of course weighed in the room and most things are done in the room the default at our hospital is for babies to stay in the room and many hospitals have adopted a policy where the baby stays in the room especially after covid those policies were adopted but not all hospitals have some hospitals still take babies out for like the pediatrician to see the baby the pe- the baby has to go to the nursery and that's really for the convenience of the pediatrician it's not that the baby needs to go, really just about everything can be done right in your room. So don't be afraid to advocate for having your baby stay with you in your room if that's what you want. It is your baby after all. Now, sometimes you may need a break, you may be really tired after a vaginal birth, and you may want the baby to go to the nursery so you can get a little bit of sleep and get a little bit of rest. That is totally fine. The key to that though is that It should be your choice, not the choice of the hospital about where your baby goes. That should be your choice about where your baby goes. So I'm not saying that you don't ever send the baby to the nursery. You may need to if you're really tired and had a difficult birth. That's totally fine. But again, it should be your choice. The default is that your baby should be in the room with you. All right. So those three prongs to your baby should be with you after birth are skin to skin contact, delayed cord clamping, and your baby being in your room. The best way to make sure these things happen is to talk about it during your prenatal period and make a birth plan. And I'm not talking about a template or a form that you hand to them at the hospital and that they toss away or stick in your chart and nobody ever looks at it. You definitely want to have a discussion during the prenatal period about your birth plan so you know well before you get to the hospital that they support these things, that the hospital supports delayed cord clamping, that the hospital supports skin-to-skin contact, that the hospital supports your baby being in your room after birth. I have a great free class that goes over all of these questions to ask. You can take that birth plan class. It's called Make a Birth Plan the Right Way. Grab it at drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. Again, it's totally free. You get a workbook that you can print out to use to make your birth plan and take with you in order to discuss it with your doctor. It's really a step-by-step process. I tell you what to put in it. It's just a super informative class. People love it and you have forever access to it. So it's drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. Okay. So there you have it. Please share this podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. Helps me to reach and serve as many pregnant folks as possible. Also subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to me right now. So that is it for this episode Do come on back next week. And remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.